0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Triple T Thursday. That's tips, tricks, and tutorials. Today, we are going to be talking about in this day and age of information overload, how do you decipher and decide what is going to come in through the filter and so on and so forth, you know, and what is that criteria that you use and how do you best decide what should and should not come through the filter? So if that sounds good to you, then hang tight. We're going to be jumping into it But first, we have to do one important thing, which is ask all of y'all who might be listening, what's in your cup, people? It's a tradition, so let's go ahead and get started. Let me know, if you're watching, what's in your cup? Hello to James Pruitt. Hello to Chantel. Hello to the man about tech. Um, Today, in my Shelly Saves the Day cup, right, with my superhero, today we are drinking the Traveri Cellars Bubbling Sparkling Rosé, which is one of my favorites because this entire winery is in eastern washington and they only specialize in sparkling wines so that's sparkling pinot noir sparkling Gravitzaminer, sparkling like everything all sparkling and i'm here for it so hello to annette hello to blaine i'm really looking forward to chatting with you tomorrow thank you so much um i am so excited to be chatting with y'all today about information overload in this day and age of so much information being available at your fingertips, usually at the end of a keyboard of some sort, whether that's on a smartphone or on a computer or voice activated search on your television, and the overabundance of information that is out there. Then you also have to type, uh, you know, actually wrestle, wrangle with the fact that sometimes and they have this... uh, Thing that happens right where you notice that if you take one particular stance on something you're gonna be able to find information online somehow that like backs it up just like oh I had a cough today I must be dying from some disease that you've never even heard of that you can't contract but all of a sudden web md makes us feel like oh no no no. we know what's going on <laughs> okay wild cherry pepsi nice that sounds good okay so we have at our oh you stop it at our disposal though, we've got the Google, we've got the YouTube, we've got every single social media site out there that you can imagine, right? And then there's some reputable sources out there too that a lot of people don't wanna go look at, you know, like the New England, uh, you know, psychiatric peer reviewed study that, you know what I'm saying, right? You've got all of those like scientific type places. Now it's interesting, right? We have this bias that's gonna come out. Again, what you're searching for, you're probably gonna be able to find, right? Google is the worst and the best at the same time. (laughs) Thank you, thank you so much. And um, if you start thinking about it, right? And then anything that has to do with your life, especially when it comes to social media content creation and whatnot, even today, we were doing a podcast episode earlier today and it was Video Marketing Value Podcast. If you are into that kind of thing on Thursdays, you can catch us live or if you, don't catch a live, but want to still catch it, you can also catch it on anywhere that you're listening to podcast with my co-host, um, Gwen Miller and Dane Golden. But we were talking today about information that is coming out about how you launch a new YouTube channel for a business. And there's even information coming from YouTube about maybe best ways to do it and things that they recommend, such as Not just having one week of a trailer, then actually having some episodes of content, and then, um, you know, and then getting on a cadence after that. And then some people have argued that absolutely not. You should still do it this other way, and you should have five pieces of content and you batch it out and then you go on and so forth. And when you have things that are on opposite sides of the spectrum here, How do you know what to take in, what to believe, or what to execute on? Because I think a lot of what happens is we ideate or we ruminate on all of these things, and then because there's so much information on one side or the other, contradictory, whatever, we paralyze ourselves through the analytics, and then we therefore take zero action, right? (laughs) We don't like reputable sources. Let's not forget, though, sometimes on TikTok and And on um, Clubhouse, you know, dig through the uh, self-made millionaires clubs and everything. There is sometimes some information out there as well, okay? So, So I think that it's really interesting. And as we, as content creators on YouTube, start to find out that the more success we have sometimes... Um, You know, it's interesting, we start on YouTube and we are paralyzed with, oh, what's going to happen when the trolls find us and eventually, spoiler alert, they always find us, right? They always find us. And, um, you know, how am I going to react to that? What am I going to do? And then also, I want to talk about how do you, you know, some people who are then receiving millions of comments, whether they're likable or not likable, you know, are they removing themselves from the situation? Are they finding their own comment moderators? Do they have... uh, filters up the kazoo, like how do you deal with some of this stuff, right? So also um, if I didn't say hello to Dutch Can Jam, Cooking <laughs> Cup, hello Josh and Babe, not sure which one, but um, hello, good to see you. You know, how do you cipher through all of this information that's at our finger um, fingertips, right? And what's interesting, oh I think I've done a mistake and I did something on the podcasting channel in my restream settings, that's my bad so sorry if you happen to be catching it over there. So there's one thing that I do want to take into account. All right. I said like when you're getting started, a lot of the time you're like, oh gosh, the trolls are going to find me. And then you're like, what's going to happen when they do? And then also to a point where some people get so like, I don't care. I don't care at all. Like, or like you're in, you're at the opposite end where you're like one bad comment in a sea of a ton of nice ones it's going to make you curl up into a ball and just kind of like oh no you know just completely crumble and how do you then get a hard enough shell that that doesn't affect you and yet you still carry on so this is kind of the stuff that i want to chat with you about today if that sounds good to you can i get a, a thumbs up on um on the video yeah or in the comments that would be that would be lovely thank you so much so one of the first things that i want to talk about though is a lot of the people, even today, when we were doing the live stream episode, um, we already had a couple of people in the in the comment section. And I'm not saying that they're haters or anything like that, but um, I was talking, um, Dane had brought it up about my channel changes. And if you guys had remembered last week, I talked about, you know, I'm kind of doing some drastic changes on my channel. I privated what actually I thought was a million views, it was like over 2 million views. <laughs> it was like 2.1 million views I privated just overnight. and then changing um concepts in in what i want to talk about right instead of just how to make a video it's after you made a video how can you monetize what you're interested in like how can i help you all as creators make more money whether that's you know finding new opportunities in digital or finding new opportunities in something else or working on a brand deal like what can we do to have you making more money so that if this is what you want to do part-time or full-time or whatever it is you can actually get there faster, right? And this person actually that was in the chat, and I'm sure Chantel, she was there, (laughs) but they said something like, "Um, well one, I think it's a mistake that you're changing your channel, sure. And I'm like, okay. And then two, they said something along the lines of, I think they started with, and bless our hearts, they don't know, and, here, and we're going to talk about that. They don't know me, um, just like many of the haters out there don't know you, right? I think they said something like, wow, you have so few viewers based on how many subscribers you have. Like, did you buy all of your subscribers? <laughs> and I was like, bless your heart, you must be new here. You have no idea, like, what is going on, right? You just, You just don't know right? It was, did you buy subs? And then it was also after I said I had privated 2.1 million views on my channel, um, they said something like, well, you probably bought the views too. It was just like, I, that was the one that I did see though. And I was like, nope, I didn't buy any views. Um, and I think, you know, the people who are here and, and have been with me for several years and they know the story, they, they know what's going on, but from someone from the outside, yeah, you could look at view to subscriber ratio, or you could look at how many people are in your live stream, or you could look at any one of these metrics, right? And so as I do, I was thinking about this and I was ruminating for a minute. I'm like, do I want to say something? Do I not? You know, because as a podcast trio, I don't want to sit there and go like, you have no idea about the history of my channel and let me learn you a thing or two, right? Because that that was not probably the appropriate time and place for it. But I think y'all know the story of it. So I don't need to explain myself to you. But it's always interesting because then later after the show, I did decide to click on their channel. And wouldn't you know it, You know, like no subscribers, no videos, no. And I'm not begrudging anything like that, but it did bring home this point for me, which was it's usually not the people doing so much better than you that have so much to say about you. It's people who are, you know, who have no idea about your circumstances. They have no idea about the world sometimes. Um, They have no idea about, you know, even the content creation or YouTube journey and process. And so I can't begrudge them that because if you look from the outside, there are a lot of uh, red flags. Sure. If you look at my channel, right, about any pick any of those subscribers, views, videos, um, whatever. And if you didn't know that I just privated 250 videos or that I privated 2.1 million views, you could be like you have five people in a live stream and you have 40,000 subscribers. What's up with that? So um, this is one of the things too that I want to talk about is that if you look at, let's just say that as an example, or anyone who's tearing you down in your life, whether this is in your personal life, in your YouTube life, in your online social media life, right, is where is that person coming from, first of all? There are a group of people that are always going to be trolls They're always going to be little assholes, right? You just, you can't help that. They just are what they are and they like to get a rise out of you, right? And then there's a group of people who just absolutely have no idea about you and then there's a group of people that absolutely love you and understand or are there for the ride. So I don't need to spend a bunch of time on the people who absolutely, like, give no craps about they hate me anyway because of whatever reason one time they thought i was rude to them or one time i didn't answer their question in a live stream or whatever else it is right there are certain people you're just not going to (laughs) turn very zombies right you can't turn them but there are certain people that you may be able to sway or influence but it's not necessarily the people that you always have to focus on. So I know the people that are here understand where I'm coming from and I don't feel my need then to explain it. And as an over explainer, as someone who wants everyone to not hate me basically, right? I have to protect a lot of my time and energy arguing with people who know nothing about me and are never going to change their minds and never going to give me the benefit of the doubt. Does that make sense? So when you have this situation where someone is coming after you, one of the questions that you have to ask yourself is, is this someone that I should be listening to, right? So a lot of people are going to have a lot of opinions about you, your content, your channel, whatever, whatever they think you should be doing. You should do this. You should make videos about this. You should stop wearing these clothes. You should stop talking in this manner, right? How many times I I talk too quickly or I, I move on too fast or whatever else it is, right? So, One, you're never gonna be able to please everyone, but two, is this coming from a person who wants to harm you or wants to help you, okay? So that's one of the first criteria you're gonna look at. Does this person have any reason to um, like celebrate with you in your successes or celebrate in your demise? So you might have someone who's a niche neighbor to you and you don't think of them that way, you think of them as competitors, right? We have definitely people in the community that think like that and they would love it secretly behind the scenes, and they may even be friendly to your face if your channel did a nosedive. You know what I mean? And so sometimes if they're giving you advice, it's because they also know that like if you take this bad advice, it's going to be to your detriment, which means they get to help celebrate behind the scenes in your like fall. Does that make sense? Hopefully. Give me a thumbs up that this makes sense, right? And then there are people who are going to be in your corner who actually want to root for you to do well. So when that happens, when someone has your genuine best intent at heart, it's easier to forgive some of these things that don't quite make as much sense because it wasn't that they were rooting for you to fall down. It just, you happen to fall down because of something else that happened, but it wasn't because that was the person's intent, right? So intentionality has a lot to do with it. So when you start, is it, That this person wants you to fail or they want you to succeed and you know i think you all know that if i'm like working with you or if i have you as a channel member or if i you know have you reach out to me via some social media thing and i am gonna always tell you maybe not what you want to hear but i'm never coming from a place of i want to see you fail i always want to see you do better i always want to see you get more whether it's more of what you want right more income, more influence, more success, more credibility, more confidence in yourself. That's what I want for you. I want to give that to you. And I'm not doing it as a, oh, I'm going to give you this advice so that you fall flat on your face so that I can be like, yay, look at that. So intentionality has a lot to do with it. But then also one of the things you want to look at is, is this person who's giving me advice, have they been where I have been or are they now where I want to be or have they been where I want to be? So if I was someone who was, let's say, um, an Instagram influencer in the fitness niche and I have friends now in the Instagram influencer fitness niche, right? If I'm taking advice from them about how to price a course, how to um, do one-on-one workouts virtually with people, how to shift your business in an online digital world because of everything going online because we're not allowed in gyms right now. If that person hasn't done it, would you still want to listen to them? Or did that person do it, was successful, or do it, fail, learn a lot of things and can impart that wisdom to you? Again, it comes back to intentionality, but it also can come down to experience. Now, if that person who, you know, has never gotten a fitness degree, has never, let's say, worked with a client, has never been inside of a gym, has never whatever, <laughs> you know, nothing of the sort. Um, like the their advice has been like, oh, well, I watched the Olympics on TV one time and they're only looking at the creme de la creme. Then... Maybe that's not the person that you take social media business advice from to become a fitness influencer, even if they're saying that they offer one-on-one coaching for that industry. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that have experience and that can help you with something where maybe they don't have a ton of demonstrable proof that they themselves have done it. Because those people exist. A lot of the people um, sometimes that I've worked with in the past, um, maybe they don't have large YouTube channel presences, um, but they helped behind the scenes with channels that have millions. Right? So it's one of those like, you could look at them and be like, you don't even have a YouTube channel, or your YouTube channel has two hundred subscribers. So who are you to give me advice when I have, let's say, five hundred thousand subscribers? Who are you? You don't know anything. And i are like, e- that may be true. You as your impression of me but what you don't know is that I've done x y and z and you just are measuring success or your willingness to work with me based off of one small metric or piece of what you see about me and again if that is the only way that the influencer or whoever wants to measure their willingness to work with someone then it's also maybe not a good fit because um, there is something to be said about know how well do you mesh but like and the success and proof that they have in the ability to help you so i'm not gonna dispel that you know if someone is out there as a youtube coach and has never had a youtube channel has never uploaded a video has never edited a video has never (laughs) scripted a video anything like that and they said but i can make you a gold play button channel you might be a little skeptical so again keeping in mind intentionality and um experience that is absolutely something okay so i'm gonna come over here real quick and i'm going to read some of these comments oh pixel p is here hello Um, You have thousands of blocked words in your channel. Disagreements is fine, but rudeness and vulgarity is blocked automatically. And I ban nasty comments and remember our platform, but your channel perfectly explained Blaine, Good job. And so I will say, I think you guys have seen it too, but I have my own list of blocked words, my own dictionary, library, encyclopedia, if you will. And it's everything from um, certain derogatory Things about um, my gender or my race or my parents or um, whatever else it is, because I don't, <laughs> I don't need to see that. Because right, um, once you start letting some of that negativity in and letting it filter, or you know, sometimes worse even fester, um, it can really derail you from what you're trying to do. It can take you off course if then you start worrying about everyone hates me because of the way that I look or the way that I speak, but that gets in the way of you delivering your message and making more videos, then it's really, it's it's like letting them win. And I know it's, it's easier to say, um, than do because there have definitely been ones where I cry, (laughs) just cry based on, um, like what they say about me, right? Like horrible, horrible things about me. But then we have to come back to, they don't know me and they certainly like shouldn't get to dictate how the rest of my day is going to go, um, based on them being a little asshole. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Um, hello, Adams exploits. Hello. He said you started with two, uh, two subs in 2019. And one of them was my wife. Yeah. Everyone does start from somewhere. Absolutely. Um, critique and constructive criticism. Absolutely. So Yes. Or criticism and (laughs) construction. And people with uh, less subs can know more than a channel with more subs. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. I'm not saying that that's not the case. Absolutely not. Um, Just because your own channel is small, it doesn't mean that one person doesn't work behind the scenes for other creators. Absolutely. I know people who have worked behind the scenes on other people's channels, some with a million subscribers and 500,000 in their personal channel. I think has like 13 subscribers because <laughs> they were so busy working on these others but then also then they go out there and put hey I have a YouTube course and someone comes to their channel says you have like 13 subscribers and again they're they're f- focusing let's say on the, the wrong things because they're only knowing this much of the person's life and they don't know all the other things that the person has done right Kendrick Foster technically tees in the house um, great to see you yes Yeah, so let's talk about another thing, which is with the overabundance of information out there, right? I saw a great um, little snippet from a podcast interview, I believe it was, today, and it was the Think Media channel, and Catherine Manning was on there. And Catherine Manning is great. Um, She used to be the content bug. You know, she's one who I respect and admire for her open and transparent way that she talks about money, talks about advertising, talks about, um, you know, mental health talks about the uh, downsides of maybe sometimes getting popular or whatever else it is or feeling too niche down so I respect uh, I respect her a lot and she said I think this happens to a lot of us is that she was consuming so much from so many different places that it really was starting to affect her mentally in am I going to be able to create content that isn't just a reiteration and a recapitulation of what someone else did, right? Can I have my own spin on it if all I did was listen to a bunch of people? So she said that it for a long time, she started unsubscribing from people that would be considered niche neighbors or fellow educators. And she started branching out into other things like lifestyle. So she's like, I unfollowed. Think media. I unfollowed Roberto Blake. I unfollowed Nick Niman or, you know, other people in the space because I didn't want to just have my feed be full of all of these people and just repeat what they were saying. I wanted to be able to have my own spin on it. So kudos to her for one being able to do that, right? Because, and we've talked about this before, y'all, as an audience and myself, about how when you follow too many people, right? Just like the Google search or whatever else it is, you're gonna find people who have different opinions on anything whether like shorts is a good idea or not a good idea right like oh I'm listening to Nate from Channel Makers saying it's a good idea and listening to someone else saying oh they will never do shorts right and like where am I and then you're in confusion land and when you're in confusion land you tend to not take any action or you take unsure action right because you're just like well one person said I should do it the other person said it's a bad idea so maybe I'll try one but it's not going to Uh, I'm not gonna put everything into it does that make sense oh we have a super chat first of all all right we have a super chat we're gonna do a little boogie um one second that's worth a boogie thank you so much for your super chat let me um let's do this got a way to a picture headed for a brighter day I want beat you there I like that little beat drop there in the middle. <laughs> thank you all so much for boogieing with me. Thank you, Blaine, um, for your super chat. Let me go back and read the comment. Where is it? It says, never forget there are lots of wonderful people on this platform and they need your help. I'm one of them, not wonderful. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. There are tons of wonderful people on here. Absolutely. And in fact, I'm super excited because I think we were talking about it on the um, live stream today when you know they were making fun of me for only having like four people. And I'm like, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Why can't you be fine with it? Anyways. <laughs> um, so coming back to this Catherine Manning thing, you know, so this clip, which is about six minutes long, I'm sure it's probably some sort of um, podcast excerpt because it seemed like that, but you know, the importance of being able to pull yourself out from too much information, from information overload, right? Right. And so I think she said, hey, it's it's only been fairly recently that I've actually started to reincorporate some of the people who maybe were in my niche neighbor space back into the fold because I feel like I've got enough footing in my own to like not be as affected by that. But one thing that did come up right after that was the fact that, um, and, and I think Sean was the one doing the interview. He's like, well, I'm glad that you weren't watching because, not because we want to miss out on the views, but because when people don't have clarity, they don't take action. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, right? And it's true. When we do too much analysis, we have paralysis. When we get so into our heads about something, we do nothing. And I've said this before, a confused audience does nothing. We don't do anything. So by being able to remove herself from the over information abundance that was happening she was able to have more clarity get out of the fog and then be able to then create more content and that's what it's about it's about creating and sharing and i think that for many of us many of us we consume far more than we should and we create far less than we should can i get an amen on that one can we get a thumbs up little emoji whatever you want to say on that one we park ourselves in Clubhouse. We, you know, sit three hours on a live stream on a Saturday about how to become a better YouTuber instead of scripting, writing, recording, editing, releasing, evaluating, reiterating. And that is the problem for many of us. We then become so influenced by what we're watching and what we're consuming that we don't create. And whatever we do create is just a paler reflection of the things that we have been consuming. So it's been interesting to try and consume less. And so when you think about where do I want to spend my time and who do I want to learn it from, because then we haven't even gotten into like courses, Skillshare, you know, online classes paying for you know extra help consultations coaching one of the problems that i see is that the same people i love all of my peers i love roberto i love nick nimman i love d and daniel and everything like that but i will see the same people in all of these live streams and i cannot guarantee that if you were to ask every single one of us a question about something pertaining to youtube that every single one of us would have the exact same answer therefore And it's not like, oh, you know, opinions from lots of places are great and I'll just meet somewhere in the middle. I'm saying that when you have that much conflicting information, it becomes really hard to create a clear path forward in action because you spend so much time consuming all of their opinions and things that you start regurgitating their opinions as if you have lived and experienced the same thing maybe it doesn't work in one particular niche versus another. Maybe it doesn't work in um, live streaming as a best practice versus video on demand. Maybe it doesn't work as well when you're in a search based type of conundrum versus a going after browse and suggested type of thing. Maybe it doesn't work if one person believes that YouTube shorts are great and the other thinks it's like literally the devil, (laughs) you know, absolutely won't do it. So I have said before, While it's wonderful to listen and respect and have all the opinions out there, there does become a time when you're going to have to pick a lane, right? If you're on a horse or, you know, you're driving down the road and eventually the road splits and it is all the advice and opinions, let's say, on how to get fit. And one's got paleo and one's got keto and one's got, you know, intermittent fasting and one has eat all the carbs. Oh, that sounds good. I digress, and then someone else has just have non-fat yogurt for the rest of your life, and and you know, eventually, you've heard all the opinions. You have to pick a road. You have to go down one of them, and it's going to take you longer to go down one of them, try to do a U-turn, come back to point center, and then go down another one, come back to point center, than it is for you to complete the journey all the way through. And then, you know, you have your own experiences. Therefore you can say this worked, this didn't, or this is what I would tweak. You know, I say so much about how you have to have data to make data driven decisions, but if you don't actually pick a lane and go forth for a while, you don't get data. I know Gwen would say you need four points of data. Let's just say, Um, that could be four months worth of videos. That could be four different videos that could be executing four different things really well, whatever it is and I, what I see so often is, well, I'm gonna pick one from Roberto's and one from Nick's and one from D and one from Daniel and one from Shelly and then one from Salma and one from Jessica. And I'm like, great, which one worked? Well, maybe none of them, maybe all of them because you did some sort of quarter acid thing instead of committing your whole, we've talked about this. You gotta commit your whole ass sometimes to riding a horse, right? You can't do anything quarter acidly. So just think about that again. Where is the information coming from? Does that person have intentionality in mind um, for you, for success or not? Because some people, you know this, they will say whatever they need to say to make a buck. (laughs) You know some of these people, right? It's, um, yes, I can help you do this. Pay me this amount of money. Or whatever else it is. Um, They're always going to be that. And so once they have your money, they don't give two tiny rats booties if you actually succeed or not because they don't make any more money if you succeed or not anyways i digress on that so again keeping intentionality um in mind when it comes to that but also have they either helped people get where you want to go have they personally gotten where you want to go that's another thing also i mean if they have no experience no nothing and no reason for you to succeed um also keeping that in mind okay Keeping that in mind. And two, you have to take some responsibility. I'm going to say this. You have to take some responsibility. Where are you spending your time? Who are you listening to? And what plan of action are you taking? Okay. If you're only in Clubhouse for eight hours on a Saturday and then you failed to film any videos, but you're hanging out in the how to be successful on YouTube, how to you know find success on Instagram with Reels, how to... Um, be a TikTok superstar, and you don't go out there and make some videos and actually start posting them, that's on you. That's on you, okay? You can't blame that because any idea can be a good idea in theory. But if you don't execute it, you don't actually know if it would be a good thing or not. Everything is theoretical. Everything that you have tried um, or is just theory. And here's the thing is a lot of people will look at me and say, girl, you've failed, you can't do a lot. And I'm like, I have failed more times than you've tried anything. And I'm not afraid to fail. I fail all the time. And I'm okay with it. I have failed at <laughs> maintaining a, a great schedule when it comes to being a beauty channel. I have failed at creating an ASMR channel. Guess what? I still have tried those things. And you are sitting there on your high horse talking about how you believe that you're going to be a silver play button recipient, when you've never made a single video. Okay. I'm not saying you all that are watching. Okay. The hypothetical Susie out there that has things to say. Okay. So again, think about this. And another thing you have to realize is that some people, they don't want you to succeed and they don't have the same success finish line, or definition as you do. So if you are, let's say, gonna work with someone, if you are going to explain to someone what you wanna do, whether it's just create a YouTube channel, I wanna get to a thousand subscribers, or I wanna get to a thousand dollars a month to support myself, or I want to do whatever else it is, you have to be able to define clearly what it is that success means to you because otherwise it's never going to be enough. We've talked about this so many times about how it's never enough videos, never enough views, never enough subscribers, never enough money, never enough whatever else it is. But you have to keep in mind why you started in the first place. If it was to create a part-time income and make $2,000 a month or $500 a month, whatever it was for some of the people who were in the chat the last time, then we were talking about money and transparency, then, you also have to be thinking, am I doing actions that are gonna get me closer to $500 a month in my revenue pie, or am I not? Because if I need to get to $500 a month in my revenue pie, then spending eight hours in Clubhouse is not a money-making activity. It's costing me money because it's costing me all of the hours that I could have spent creating content, concepts, partnering, editing, whatever else it is, right? So when you start to look at it through this lens of are you doing a money-making activity, are you doing a money-sucking activity, and who who are the people that you're listening to, right? And I don't want to pick on Clubhouse too much, but, you know, with the self-made millionaires over there, if it's I made a million dollars in NFT, but it was a pump and dump scheme that you have nothing – to do with and you never want to be in the crypto web3 type of space and the blockchain means nothing to you then why are you in this room just because it happened to be labeled how to make a thousand dollars right away right again that is on you you have to take some personal inventory and accountability on why am i why am i here why am i listening to this and is it who i should be listening to (sighs) did i oh no pulls knife from heart. what did i do what did i say oh no what did i do (laughs) <laughs> Chantal, I'm sorry Take the knitting needle from your oh I'm sorry okay I'm sorry what did I say too much truth too much Shall we lighten the mood for a minute let's take a quick break y'all what do you think I finally I've been waiting for this last week if you were here I had the sign up but I could not find the power adapter for it. So I was so bummed because I was like, oh, this sign, which was a gift from my husband, actually, it was a birthday gift. And I was like, I've been wanting this sign to come back. And um, I've been so mad at myself that I couldn't find the power adapter. But props for Shelly for her ingenuity here for just a second, right? I was looking, I had the AC adapter dummy battery for the old Sony camera that I was uh, shooting on before. And I was like, what are the chances that this might actually fit that receptacle for the, because it just had the end that was hanging down and it was waiting. I I can't find it. I was like, what are the chances that this would fit? And this is five minutes before we went live. And lo and behold, uh, it worked. And I was just like, ah. Sometimes like the stars align, everything comes out right and let there be light in the world. So I was proud for the triumphant return of the live on air sign. The only thing is um, it, it tilts a little forward. So I was like, I got to find something so it like comes back a little bit, but that that's a, that's a whole other thing, <laughs> you know, so. Okay. Um, it's great. He supports. Yeah, it's great. Right no silver play button for me sobs. Oh no. Technically I don't have one either. You know what I mean. (laughs) I mean, I have one, but I don't really have one, (laughs) but I have one. Sure. And we talked about that last week, right? Chasing after these goals that I thought were arbitrary, like that I needed this to be successful, that I needed this to be able to start working with, uh, you know, people to have them think of me as a legitimate YouTube coach or consultant, right? Or I needed this to prove to someone else that I could be a full-time and it's not true none of this is true you know so now not only does it serve as a reminder of like girl you bitched and moaned for five years about how this was the be all end all how you just wanted to be able to like plaque someone like and pull a Roberto Blake but my life is not different I am not any different and that is what is like mind-changing about it is like You have the thing. Shut up. That's you. You need a new goal. You need a new finish line. That wasn't even the thing. I would love to have one for my own channel. um, But uh, you know what I'm saying? I hope you guys understand where I'm going (laughs) Going with that, you know? All right. So hello, Dr. Elo. Great to see you. Um, Yeah. What's up, doc? And Annette says, thank you for telling it like it is. I'm guilty as charged. I know. But, you know, I've called you out on it before. Right, it was how many weeks? The only reason, first of all, and I'm not gonna knock you for this because I did the same thing. The only reason you ever posted your very first YouTube video, even though it was a repurposed reel or TikTok, um, sorry, or Instagram story, was you didn't want to show up to the next clubhouse room of ladies of YouTube and have to say to myself and Desiree and Christina that you didn't actually post a video, right? I remember. I remember and I remember like we had to celebrate that moment and be like, oh, the day that Annie finally became a YouTuber by publishing. The only reason you are a YouTuber is because you published a YouTube video. That's that's how it works. Everyone else is just theory and conjecture at that time until you actually publish a video. You're a YouTube viewer. You're not a YouTuber. And so our content creator. And um, oh, that's false. You can be a content creator. You just can't be a YouTube content creator until you actually hit the publish button. But I, I did the same thing. I talked to you last week about how the only reason I ever published my iMovie Made Easy course was the physical sheer embarrassment and unwillingness to go back to VidSummit for the third year in a row and face Justin Brown and Steve Dotto that I hadn't like made this course again. I'd already done it and, and failed. So, um, you know, I didn't want to do that again, so. All right, let's sip on that. We're going to have a a beverage break here for a second. You know how sometimes you... This is gross, never mind. Earplug it if you don't want to be grossed out. Sometimes when you drink something, the taste of it still lingers and remains. It's not from the cup, it's from the straw. I had drunk cinnamon tea the last time, I can tell, because it still kind of tastes like cinnamon tea, which is the Pike Place Market tea. Which is not exactly what you want in your sparkling uh, wine, but. Justin Brown is why I have my new live streaming channel. He is very persuasive. Justin Brown is persuasive. Absolutely. And he's so nice about it too, which is just what, so angering, right? Because I'm like, how are you nice and smart and make me feel like crap for not accomplishing anything? That is a special gift. I don't have that gift. I will just call it out to your face that you've done something bad and a lot of people don't like me for it, (laughs) I got to learn to take, you know, maybe something, a page out of Justin's book where he's just so kind about it and made me internalize how guilty I felt to show up to see his face and say that I didn't do something. And I'm sure he'd be like, "Okay, well, maybe next year. But like inside, I'm like, I want to die right now. I want to just physically curl up in a ball. (laughs) And I'm so embarrassed. So. That's a special gift. Not everybody has that. Let me just tell you that right now. (laughs) He is so nice. He's very encouraging. And um, he will give you a kick in the pants with the truth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Why we start is one thing, but why do we continue is a more important question. Pixel Pia, that is a great comment. I absolutely agree. And what's funny is, you know, when we had talked last week about me blowing up my channel, when I said stuff like I since I get so many views when it comes to iMovie, when it comes to um, you know, YouTube subscribe buttons or whatever else it is, if it was just about continuing to get views, then I would just do nothing but make iMovie tutorials. But I think it's okay if we want to learn and grow and evolve and change. And I'm willing to accept the sacrifices and the challenges that come with making a huge pivot Um as well, but sometimes I also think it's not that big of a pivot because I used to talk about YouTube and video editing. Now I just talk about YouTube videos helping you make money in your real life. So there's, so I I still think some of the people are the same people, I'm gonna put that out there. But I am excited and encouraged by the fact that, you know, how many times I've said in the past, I can help anyone make money but me, (laughs) special gift, I'm like, why don't you use your special gift to actually help people? So I was like, that was one of those dumb moments where I was like, Light, blah, blah. girl, you so dumb. But um, let's chat for a second. I was thinking about this. We had talked about Make Money Mondays where we talk a little bit about what is your brand or business or how can we help you make money? So, yes, we will do that episode, but I figured we should – just take a minute or two. If there's someone in the chat, if there's something that you've got going on, right? I know Pixel Pia, where are you with your course outline slash whatnot for Canva? Side note update. I did end up buying that, what was it? It's, I think it's from like Lady Strategist or Lady Digital Creator. They were selling Canva templates because you don't have a course or a product yet that I can buy at Pixelpia. But, um, but kudos to you and props for like the the Instagram ones that are not interactive. I don't know what the right word is, but like the overlaying one with like the actions and stuff, like the person on the ladder on the, on the corner of the Instagram grid thing. I thought that was cool with a perspective change. But um, so I ended up buying this thing. And remember when I said, oh, I think all they do is they create a PDF with a link to the template That is precisely what they did. Um, And I was like, wow, it really is that easy. So they create a PDF with this is how you download or get into the template. This is how you make a copy of the template. This is how you customize the colors of the template for your own liking. And that's it. And then they just have a link to the template. Um, And so what they're selling as the digital download is the PDF that has the clickable link inside of it. So one, that thing is totally a thing where people buy that. And I know that Jessica Stansberry has recently done three or four videos about creating digital products and, and how much money it's helped her make on her platform. And she had said a lot of her products at the time were, you know, sub $30, so $27, um, templates for something, whether it's a, whatever else it is. But, um, she was still making really good money from that. And a lot of the time, and then she also mentioned you do a PDF with a clickable button and then to a template. And that's how she was doing that. And so I was thinking about that and I'm like, what is stopping so many, if, if, if Canva is your thing, what is stopping you from doing that? So I think you should right? an editable template on the 3d one. Oh, good, 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 good. So, and you've arrived at your desktop and you can (laughs) arrive and you can tag people. Awesome. Awesome. Yay. Good. I'm glad. So Pixel Pio, what kind of time frame are you looking at for being able to put these packages together and actually be able to start selling them? I still get cinnamon tea. Cinnamon tea, y'all. Because we're going to help you put together your your content calendar plan, whatever it is. And you want to create my first digital product this year. Yeah, so let's talk about that. What's stopping you? What is stopping you from creating it? You know, accountability, public execution of uh, embarrassment. I can do that. I can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pixel Pia, don't go quiet on me now. I know you're out there lurking, listening, listening, lurking. So what's it going to take, Pixel Pia? What's it going to take, right? what is it gonna take also um it may not be next week because i'm waiting for some of the numbers to come in but at least the week after that we will be coming back with the what i made in february uh, as the monthly check-in so there's that so oh i'm moving my website to a new host so as soon as that is done if the move works well one month does it have to be on a new website okay you know, I'm gonna give you a pass. So everyone, mark your calendars. One month from today, Pixel Pia is going to be moving her hosting and hopefully launching her new product release. <laughs> so map from All Things YouTube created Stream Deck buttons. Pretty interesting. I'm a ways off from Stream Deck though. What about Stream Deck buttons? I love my Stream Deck buttons. I use them for the Ecamm scenes, I tie them into that. But I also made a video how I use the Stream Deck within Final Cut Pro. So I do a lot of like multi-button commands and um, different commonly used things inside of my Stream Deck. I also have one for just general being outside of Final Cut Pro and Ecamm where it will just launch Um, common websites for me so it will launch me into PicMonkey into the Amazon videos um, page because it's it's several clicks usually to get into that and then into like my mail program and then I have one for my music where it will do fast forward volume up down and then like heart or like so I use several different stream deck profiles and I find it really really handy really handy not hopefully I will oh 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 so (laughs) all right then right? All right, everyone, mark your calendars. One month from now, Pixelpia is going to be moved over. You heard it here first. Yay, Pixelpia, I'm so excited for you. That's so awesome. All right, so Annette, did you say, what is your digital product? And I feel like having no clue where to start is not an excuse, right? Do you already have the product? if it's teaching someone how to do something, have you already created that content? Because way back before I ever thought about like, is it Thinkific? Is it going to be Kajabi? Is it going to be Teachable? Is it going to be Udemy? Is it going to be Skillshare? Way before I was thinking of like, what hosting platform do I put it on? Do I put it on my own website or whatever? I had to have the content. It already had to be done. It had to be ready to go so that it could go Someplace, but go someplace was the thing we had to figure out later. Right? So I'm going to start with, do you have your digital product idea? Have you shot the videos? Have you edited them? Are they ready to go yet? Because not knowing where to start, you start with what it is that you (laughs) want to sell or teach or get out there. Right? So you have to have that. And then it becomes a lot easier to be like, okay, so where do I host it? Because I'm gonna have to have a place where people can, go and then it becomes how much does that cost you know are there processing fees how do i support my students and that's a different conversation than i just don't know where to get started at the very beginning right um i you have two ebooks out that i never mentioned why don't you ever mention them why don't you put them as in your channel banner with a link with an arrow that says free ebook download and then you don't even have to mention it but if you do people will know where to click, add it as one of your links inside of your YouTube about section, add it as part of your description, as part of your uploading, um, upload checklist template, have it there, ready. So all of these things are fixable everyone. (laughs) Hey, Mr. Camera Junkie, welcome back to section two um, of the live stream today. Thanks for checking in twice. Appreciate you and Okay. So here's the thing you want to create an ebook or a mini course or a masterclass. Those are three different things. Which one do you want to create? Pick one, pick one and then do it. This like, this is the same thing as I want to create a YouTube channel. I want to put out videos. It's like on what? And you didn't create new YouTube content. You just took something that was repurposed from another platform. So here you are again in this ideation phase of, I want to create something great. What do you want to create? Ebook, mini course, masterclass. Great, that's okay, good. There's your first step is you need to create an ebook. Start writing. Start writing your ebook. Whether it's writing out the chapters, writing out the content, committing to a certain um word limit per day or to a like time frame per night that you're gonna do. Here's the thing is you can't just come here to the live stream every week and be like, I want to create a course. I want to create a course because I've been hearing that for you for, for a couple months now. But I've also been hearing I want to have a YouTube channel for six months or a year or more, right? So it's like stop with the lip service and the typing service. I'm going to need you to get your button gear and actually put fingers to keyboard and start writing something, doing something. Okay. If that means you miss a Thursday live stream because you spend that hour writing the content for your ebook, then so be it. Right. You can't keep showing up to I'm I'm not picking on you, Annie, you know that. You can't keep showing up though to a group session like this and the same week being like, I wanna do this thing, because everyone in the class eventually will stop believing you. Okay. So I'm not trying to call you out and be mean, but I am gonna call you out and say, Hey, get out of clubhouse, maybe stop watching my live stream, get out of you know, Nick Niman and Viper's live stream if what you really want to do is write an ebook. And I'm not trying to come down on hard on you, but write your ebook. If that's what you want to do. If you're doing activities that are taking you away from writing an ebook, then you're doing the wrong activities. Because if you say this is my goal, then you have to stop doing things that aren't focused on your goal. I already have a YouTube I know you have YouTube channel now and you're starting to put out content, but in the beginning, right, you have to say a year back, because we've known each other over a year now, a year back when we were doing weekly Wednesday or whatever day it was, women of YouTube meetings on Clubhouse, it every week goes, I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. I'm gonna start a YouTube channel. So don't come at me now and be like, Well, I have a YouTube channel. Okay, but that's you finally got to the point where you have a YouTube channel, but you spent months and months and months and months ruminating and deliberating and not having a YouTube channel. And I don't want that same thing to happen to you right now with, I want to write an ebook. I want to have a course. I want to, whatever it is. We've already been hearing that for two months, right? Now I want you to actually say, I am writing an ebook next week. I'll have the next chapter. I'm writing an ebook next week. It will be done, whatever it is that you need to do. But like, I just don't want to have you have another whole session of, I need to create a YouTube channel process again. Exactly. It's just procrastination. I did the same thing when it came to actually filming some of the stuff when it came to the YouTube, uh, or the iMovie course. It was, I have all these ideas. I want to do it. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. And then it became like, well, I don't know where to host it. And then I'm like, girl, you're so dumb because you don't even have content to host yet. So go make your stupid friggin' videos. And then I was like, well, I want to create these, um, videos and I want to have clips. So what do I do? And I'm like, well, you look at this site that you're subscribed to and see if there's some stock footage that you may be able to use. If there isn't, you go to Seattle one day because you friggin' live here and then take some video in some of these random places. It's not that hard. Like create a checklist, whatever you need to do and be like, stop getting in your own way and in your head about these things. But like, okay, now you have this footage. Okay, now start editing it. And I feel like once I got into it, And I turned off a lot of the lip service. I turned off a lot of the um, watching more content about how to create a course or how to, you know, upload. I was thinking about, like, which platform is the best when I didn't have any platform content. So I, I had to go back several steps. You have to walk sometimes before you can run and you have to go back to, like, you should not be watching videos right now on how to create an e-course and sell it because you don't have a course. Go make your friggin' content and tutorials. That's literally what you do on YouTube is make tutorials. So why are you making this so hard? Like, you're just a dumb, dumb head. So there's all of that information. I hope that the the ramblings and the rantings and the... um. I'm not trying to be an a-hole to you, Annette. I hope you know that. I just, I want you to accomplish what it is that you say that you want to do. So you come to me and you say, I have this headache and you got this nail sticking out of your head, <laughs> right? You guys have seen that clip. I, I, I can't not have it be about the nail sometimes because um, that's just not how my brain works. So we just have to create a plan. So I'm not procrastinating with my templates, but I'm moving for websites can include several problems. So I give myself hopefully a stress-free website move. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do one more boogie and then I will let you all go to go create content and consume less of this content. You know what I'm saying? Let's Hmm. I'm trying to think of which one daily allowance you've had your daily allowance of beratement from me so here we go Hopefully that was a pep talk for some of you, a kick in the ass for some of you. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe some of you are never coming back because you're like, I don't need to listen to this girl. And I'm like, well, I did say that on the post. It It says be careful with who you listen to sometimes. All right. I hope you all have a great rest of your Thursday. Go off and create some content. I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Triple T. Thank you all for being here. I appreciate you all. All right. Good night.